0: have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations as your business evolves and your vision comes true. Sentry, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Welcome to the Cinema Gold
1: Podcast With your host, Larry Lease Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and
2: news Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show I'm your host, Larry Lease Today we're breaking down the latest box office news And giving our review of the latest episodes of The Bad Match and our review of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So let's get started with the latest box office news. It was a tight race, but The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It successfully took down A Quiet Place 2 for the number one spot this weekend at the box office. The latest installment in the long-running franchise earned $24 million, which was more than enough to land the number one spot. The horror movie has received mixed reviews from critics, with many stating that it doesn't have the strength of previous entries. However, the performances of Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as Ed and Lorraine Warren respectively have been praised. With Paramount putting out A Quiet Place 2 last weekend, many were under the impression that Warner Brothers might have been making a mistake over releasing The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It so soon afterwards. Generally, studios like to space out their horror movies out of fear of wearing out the same audience. With that being said, the 2021 box office is in its infancy. And audiences are proving that they are ready and willing to return to movie theaters, no matter what the genre is, which has been proven over the past weekend. Or several weeks actually. A Quiet Place Two was able to secure the second position at the box office this weekend with nineteen point five million. The sequel debuted last weekend and has since brought in one hundred and eighteen point one million globally. The horror-thriller has received praise from both fans of the first installment and critics. And if you're interested in seeing our review of this, uh, you can go, up, you can press the little card up there and hear our review. Disney's Cruella has received mixed reviews and took the third spot after bringing in $11.2 million. The movie is also currently available for Disney Plus subscribers who are willing to pay $29.99 for premiere access. Universal's Spirit Untamed debut at number 4 this weekend, taking in 6.2 million. Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon took in the 5th spot after earning 1.3 million. This movie has earned just over 114 million globally in its 14 weeks in theaters, and it's now streaming for free for Disney Plus subscribers. But that didn't seem to derail its take at the box office. Spiral fell to number 6 after earning 890K. The latest installment in the Saw franchise has generally received praise from fans and critics over the past four years. Or four weeks, excuse me. Godzilla vs. Kong was able to earn 463k this weekend, landing the Munster movie at number 7. Globally, the movie has brought in over 431 million in 10 weeks. Dream Horse took the 8th spot with 230k. While Witness took the ninth spot with 155k. And now on to our review of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Ed and Lorraine Warren are back in The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, the eighth movie in the Conjuring universe, which stretches the truth but works nonetheless. Based on a true story is the hook that the Conjuring universe was built on. A franchise where the main entries feature events from the case files of real-life paranormal investigating couple Ed and Lorraine Warren. It's a good gimmick that has served the series well so far. If you want to believe the Perrin family were haunted by a ghost witch, and that there was a poltergeist in North London in the 1970s, have at it. If not, you're still going to get a fun film with two likable leads and plenty of good jumps. It treads thornier ground. Bill is the Warren's darkest case yet. It's the story of Arnie Johnson, a young man who murdered his landlord and claimed he was possessed by a demon at the time. A true crime version of this could make for a fascinating watch. But despite glimpses of courtroom scenes in the trailer, the legal precedent is not the angle The Conjuring 3 takes. And it's probably for the best. Instead, this is an outlandish tale of witchcraft and devil worship of cults and curses which skews the haunted house subgenre of the previous two conjuring films and takes us in fully satanic panic territory. Set in 1981, it begins with an extended pre credit sequence with a young boy named David Glatzel being exorcist by a priest while the Warrens and Glatzel's family look on. David is literally climbing the walls. There's no ambiguity here, and by the time the title card lands, Arnie has taken on David's demon, and Ed is in the hospital, recovering from a heart attack. Tragedy is imminent, and when it soon strikes, Ed and Lorraine must adopt a new role, that of pseudo-detectives trying to unpick exactly what this demon's deal is. With the exception of the bookends, and despite the based-on-a-true-story selling point, most of it Most of the film isn't actually true, which gives the film room to expand to its full bonkers potential without giving too much mind to the fact that a real person died. Indeed, the name of the victim and some of the details have even been changed, and the movie doesn't dwell for a second on who he was or what his death meant, which is probably wise, though, since there's something jarring here about cashing in on a tragedy. James Wan, Wan, who directed the previous two installments, stepped back this time, though he still co-wrote and produced, handing the reins to Michael Chavez, who made his first foray into the conjuring universe with the curse of La Llorona*. While his movies were all shadowy suspense, Chavez goes more for action, putting the Warrens through their paces as they get caught up in solving a re- related murder case with a local cop. There's humor here, too, which is, which is a new touch. as well as an emphasis on Ed and Lorraine's romance, which is less welcome. Chavez also reinvents the couple as the paranormal equivalent of buddy cops, exchanging quips, solving crimes, hunting down occultists, and nearly falling off cliffs, with the film's frantic climax taking place inside catacombs. It's a fun, and there are some decent jump scares, though these tend to err on the side of basic. The Devil Made Me Do It, doesn't carry the sense of dread of the first two conjuring movies although it contains considerably more actual death as a straight-up demonic horror it's fluffy but fun and fans of the warrens as characters get a bit more backstory an extra glimpse in the artifact room and at least one meaty call back to previous universe movies it's the weakest of the three films but an improvement on the last and despite having a rather stretched runtime of 112 minutes it's the be an action-packed enough to keep you on your toes. Though it ends with text relating to the outcome of the Johnson case, this is really something of an afterthought. You'll get a better account of what actually happened in that case by reading Wikipedia, including hints that not everyone was as convinced as the Warrens that the murder was the result of a demonic possession. That defense was rejected by the judge, To our review of *The Bad Batch* episode six, familiar people, places, androids. Warning: The following contains spoilers for episode six. *The Bad Batch* returned this past weekend with a new episode. Disney Plus it shows us deeper connections within a galaxy far, far away. While the series fills out its fills out its own part in Star Wars lore, it also works to make sure we know it's still Star Wars. After the background to the Rancor in Jabba's Palace was explored, we are now treated to some other familiar people, places, and droids. The way this first season has played out when they traveled to Corellia, I half expected to see Han Solo show up. Instead, we got on Corellia was a return the worst part of Clone Wars Season 7. While Trace and Rafa were good in the show's final outing, they just didn't allow them to do much. That makes me weary of how they'll be handled in the Bad Batch, and with how the episode ended, I'm sure this won't be the last time we see them. The dynamic of the Bad Batch has also greatly improved these last two weeks. After the previous episodes seem to be splitting them up, seeing them act more like a team was very really welcomed. If the writers want to make the Wrecker storyline better, the group needs to work in closer proximity, which will make his inevitable betrayal all the more heartbreaking. And in reality... The Bad Batch working for Sid is a perfect way to accomplish this. It's clear within the next few episodes something major is going to happen. With how long Wrecker was down dealing with the chip, it seems most likely that his turn is coming. Being the heart of the Bad Batch, Wrecker's turn is sure to hurt. The ending also implies we will see yet another familiar face. My money is on Ahsoka, but Rex or Bail Organa could also make sense. As always, the animation was great in episode 6. The score was also standout. The regular theme played, but we had several musical cue callbacks. The filler feels of the past few episodes has passed on, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Hopefully the next few episodes continue on this upward trend.
1: Thanks for watching Cinema Gold Podcast follow us on twitter at cinemagold2 become a patron on our patreon at patreon.com slash cinemagold send us a voice message and be featured on an upcoming episode through anchor.fm slash cinemagold